Yeah man, what's going on? This is episode 11 of the Creating Me podcast and that's with John Reed. Yeah man, John Reed, I would say, is a bit of a local legend. I don't know how I'd feel about that. So apologies, John, if you're not thinking you are. Um, but yeah, it was great having a bit of a catch up with John because he's been out here documenting creativity and culture in Aberdeen, in the northeast of Scotland, actually, for like the past, well, this year will be 10 years that he's been doing that, man. So he's been out here doing these things for a long time. So we kind of get into discussion of how that kind of the blog mood of collapse started also talk about his own kind of creativity and also how he got involved with the Noir Aberdeen stuff. I've really enjoyed talking to John, man. He's definitely good people. He's out here supporting Northeast creatives and, you know, his blog is promoting people in a very good and positive way. So, yeah, man, much love for John coming on. Definitely have to get him on again in the near future. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed sitting down and talking to John. And I'll see you guys on episode 12. So, that's bye for now. Thanks for coming on as well. <laughs> I was realised, I was thinking back, like, I met you, was it like last year? It was August or September, I think. Uh, oh, it was quite late on in the year. Yeah, 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 I think you just come off a new art tour as well. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Green, uh, I remember. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. I think, like, just to give the listeners, like, some context, I kind of met you through, like, for me, an acquaintance, Caitlin Hines, yeah, yeah. you know, a local artist who was based in Aberdeen, which is in Edinburgh now. Ah, uh, she's down the road, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's kind of, where it happened, it was kind of strange. I remember getting on the bar scene and telling her, I've got this podcast idea. She's oh, I know this guy, John. Like, oh, it'd be great for you to meet him and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this, like, that was probably me, coming to the cafe that we were speaking at, at the Green. Contour. Uh, um, yeah. And that was probably, like, probably the first unrecorded podcast. Like, kind of thing. We clicked for yeah, an hour Yeah, we talked about loads of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Uh, I remember yeah. it was all, like, high fives and stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 Aberdeen. Yeah. Aberdeen. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's the thing because I think like you know pre like previous before that it's just like and I've mentioned on previous podcast episodes it's actually been speaking with a lot of creative people and connecting with that creative community it's kind of seemed like a bit of an underground kind of thing yeah like you know if you're not looking closely enough you wouldn't see it yeah no, but, definitely you no know, for like our listeners um, just tell people how you kind of this your creative journey kind of started uh, for me uh yeah, it's a bit of a, uh, yeah, I guess school, higher art, you know, uh, like I remember the first thing that really kind of touched me was one of those little standard art books they have and it was Japanese mm-hmm. art from like, you know, the Hokusai kind of period, like the floating world stuff and it was the wave by Hokusai okay. and I just remember seeing that image and I was just totally blown away, like it just totally touched something. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I'd like, I think, looked at a piece of art and really had that emotional response. Uh, and then from there, yeah, it just kind of kicked everything off. So I did like higher art, went to college, uh, did higher art again, kind of bumbled through that, did photography for two years, got my HND, and then found myself kind of going out with a girl at art school. Okay. And then that was my kind of introduction, <laughs> yeah. in a way, to a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now. Uh, just through meeting people like Grays and kind of making friends with them and seeing what everyone was up to. 
uh, and just taking an interest. Okay, you know? cool, cool. I think like well, the listeners will know you also as well from your blog. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like um, mood of um, collapse, and I know when I, when I met you previously last year, you kind of mentioned like the years yeah. of actually cataloging all the creative stuff that's been happening in Aberdeen, yeah. the art shows, the music stuff, and yeah. like, so how did that come about as well? Uh, yeah, so the blog was a, a kind of funny one. Mm. Uh, so it was partly because the attitude in Aberdeen, it still is to an extent, was that nothing ever happened, mm. and it was you know a bit boring, and if you wanted to go and see anything interesting, you had to go to Glasgow or Edinburgh or London. But I was surrounded by people who were all doing stuff, and they were all having exhibitions, like Sarah had set up a, a cafe slash art venue over in Torrey called Pro Project Slogan. Mm -hmm. uh, Limousine Bull was going, you know, there was all these like little independent art spaces that were doing things and people were doing things in them, but people weren't going or attending. So part of it, I think, was realising that people aren't very good at promoting themselves. Uh, and the other thing was that you know, there was actually loads happening. So I wanted to try and dispel that myth a little bit. So if someone came up to me and said nothing happened in Aberdeen, I could actually say, well, you're wrong because I've been out to this exhibition, I've been to see this and I've been to this like mate DJ night or whatever, yeah. you know? Uh, I remember one night, I think I did five things in one evening, <laughs> you know? So it's like, you know, and, and it's not even to say that everything was amazing and yeah. everything was great, but it's like, if you're going to slag it off, at least, go there and see it yeah. so you have the, the right information mm -hmm. to, to criticise it as opposed to just sitting at home and slagging it without even trying, you know? Yeah, and I think like even, I don't know if you listened to previous podcast episodes, that's the thing in the previous guests we've kind of touched on. Yeah. That there was, there was there has been those feelings of like, nothing's happened up here, especially me being from London when I first yeah. came up here, I was obviously comparing my hometown yeah. to Aberdeen, but over the years that kind of opinion of you, especially for me personally, has definitely changed. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. So I think like, you know, people like yourself, it's kind of yeah. beneficial for the city that you're yeah, actually yeah. promoting that and doing yeah. that via like your blog. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing for me has been, you know, like I've always, I've always done it as a hobby. So it's never been something I've been paid for. Mm. I've always worked full time, you know, so it's really, it's something I've had to put a lot of energy and time into on top of the day job. Mm. But the kind of, you know, being able to look back, so it'll be 10 years this year since I started wow. it, you know, so uh, it's like a decade of, of stuff yeah. and I look at like the first few posts and they were all very kind of simplistic and a bit basic and as I've grown I've got more confident in writing more about the art stuff but I've also tried to make it visually interesting as opposed to like writing essays okay. you know because the idea is that if, if Joe Bloggs was to stumble across it you know like he's not interested in reading like a thousand word essay about somebody's <laughs> painting yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you might see a picture of a painting or a picture of an exhibition or a party or whatever. And that might be the hook that draws him in. You know, so it's about trying to figure out how to engage people as well that maybe wouldn't be interested in yeah. this stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, and now, like you say, you know, I've got this kind of like 10 year arch archive of it. And the other thing as well is that everyone's operating in isolation. So, you know, the organisations don't look at what the other organisations are doing and independent artists aren't really paying attention to what their peers are doing. But when you put it all together in a blog or in a year's worth of blog posts, you can actually say, well, Jesus, there was loads of stuff happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just that the kind of silo mentality doesn't help it, you know? So we yeah. all need to promote each other. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I definitely, absolutely, 100% agree with you. I do kind of feel like it has been, even for me doing this, it is a solo kind of thing. Yeah, and then insular, working, like. Yeah, you know? and you're working full time as well, like you say. Yeah. 
but then like how so for you still working full time and doing you know going to these shows getting involved with you know other other creative projects now how do you manage that uh i drink a lot of (laughs) (laughs) coca-cola so i think that i think that's a big factor like that that kind of keeps me uh energized Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, you know, before I started the blog, like, there was a few things happened in my personal life mm-hmm. that have kind of really spurred me on. Uh, one was the passing of a, a school friend, uh, Nicky Fitzgerald, uh, and after he had passed away, we, we kind of found out about some of the art projects and things that he'd been working on, uh, and that kind of inspired me to, to, to try and continue some of those projects. Mm-hmm. In his legacy, you know, right. to keep his memory going, yeah. uh, which I still, you know, I'm still doing that now. But it also made me realise how uh, precious time is, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it was that idea of like, what do I leave behind if I was to die? You know, mm-hmm. he was 24 at the time, I think. Yeah, young, yeah. So you know, quite young, and it was it was quite a shock to to all of us. And it just left me thinking, like, I need to get busy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've been I've been pissing about for too long, so yeah. I need to really. Uh, need to up my game and start trying to make a difference to things you know and that that was the catalyst for me okay. in a big way as well yeah. you know just like that experience and those the emotions and stuff of it all it was just you know important to get busy and actually start doing stuff and trying to be be the change yeah. you know yeah actually lead by example and, and and show people how it can be done and how it can be different yeah you know i think you have definitely kind of uh, in effect kind of letting us know that you know obviously and i think for anything like even like the create creative path, you know, it's not a straight line. Yeah. It's like you know, yeah, yeah. it goes here, there, and everywhere. It might come oh, back to the beginning in some yeah, stages as totally, well. Totally, yeah. I mean, this year I just had about two months off where I just didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just burned out and I was just kind of sick of everything a little bit. So I uh, I decided to put put the computer down and just kind of focus on my own art for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and. Again, it's one of the good things about being independent and, and maybe not getting paid for doing mm-hmm. stuff is that I can choose to do that. You know, like I can be as productive or as quiet as I want to be yeah, yeah. and nobody can turn around to me and say like, oh, well, you know, you need to do like X <laughs> amount of blog posts a month. You know, yeah. some months I'll do 20 and then some will do one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's good, it's good having that freedom as well to, yeah. to do stuff. I remember, you, I remember, I think I put out a tweet and I remember you messaging me and saying, oh, I remember you can take a break and stuff as well. And yeah. For me, last year, December, I was kind of caught a horrible flu. I was yeah. off of work for a week and I was just kind of like, oh, do you know what? Yeah. Having a break. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to enjoy whatever Christmas brings and just chill, relax yeah, yeah. and stuff. And do you think that's one of one of the kind of central important things if you're doing this independently and solo, that actually you can take a break. It's okay. You don't have yeah. To. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, you know. I think I think you have to look after number one, mm-hmm. uh, and I think you have to make sure that you're good, mm-hmm. you know, because otherwise, the stuff you're going to put out might not be yeah. as as good as it could be, you yeah. know. And, you, and I think we all want to put our best foot forwards and put our best stuff out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think as well, you know, like obviously you've you've covered quite a lot of stuff to do with like mental health issues and yeah. stuff as well, you know. And I've, I've certainly had had my kind of demons to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that people are able to identify when they need to take a break, yeah. you know, or maybe have a support network around them that can help them with those things and can push them to maybe take a break. And, uh, you know, there's no shame in, in stopping for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing I do see, though, is that there is a, 
I don't know exactly what demographic it comes from, but a lot of people seem to start these kind of projects and for whatever reasons they kind of just give up. They, they hit a point and they maybe do take that break, yeah. but they just never start again. Okay. And I don't really, I don't really know why, why that, that is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen a few recently, there was a few like online magazines that were trying to get funding and stuff, you know, and they'd started to do articles and started a little blog and had some stuff out and then the last thing they said is, oh, we didn't get our fundings, so bye. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of a shame. Cause I realised, like, because you know, I mentioned in the podcast, like, before that, you know, it was for the creative funding team who allowed me to buy yeah. the equipment to record. I still think I would have, I know I would have done the podcast because yeah. that was a thing for me, is saying that like, actually I want to engage with the creative community and yeah. to promote Aberdeen and just kind of like get creative people, yeah. whatever kind of spectrum they're on, to yeah. promote themselves and yeah. speak about what they're doing in the city and stuff. Yeah. And for other people to kind of like, it's like a info like informal discussions that inform yeah. somebody else yeah. Yeah. so everyone kind of realizes oh no i'm not on my own you know yeah. there are people kind of in a similar situation but that's kind of like disheartening to hear yeah, yeah it's know. just it kind of threw me a little bit you yeah. know because it's like first hurdle kind of stuff yeah. you know <laughs> and uh you know and i think i think you know there's probably a lot of that happens and it stops people from kind of pushing through you know and i think to, to those people i would just say you know like with the, with the wealth of social media and, and stuff at your fingertips that can cost you very little to do other than your time, yeah. you know, like my biggest investment into everything I yeah. do is my time, mm-hmm. you know, and if, if people, you know, I was, I was searching earlier for like Aberdeen based art blogs or Aberdeenshire bloggers and we have lots of mum and kid blogs, which yeah. is great. Yeah. And we have lots of uh, lifestyle blogs, which again is great, not particularly my cup of tea, yeah. but you know, it's good we have this stuff, lots of food blogs, but there's nobody really there's nobody seems to be challenging me yeah. and what I do, yeah. you know, and I only cover like a very small spectrum of yeah. stuff that's going on. So it'd be nice to see how, how somebody with a fresh perspective could, you know, maybe take some of the stuff that I've started and run with it and see where it can go. Yeah. You know, I think as well, cause we're like being in Aberdeen, like I mentioned before, like my brother's comes up from London and he's saying like, Oh, Things seem to kind of take a little slower pace to come to Aberdeen, you know, a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously here, you know, he gets on you know, he gets on my mates and everything, but it's kinda of like kinda of noticing that being in a central place like London, everything's hit there's loads of different things going on. Yeah, certainly dubstep took about two years to get up here from <laughs> Bristol, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite funny. Well, <laughs> it's, it's interesting though, you know, just like from what you're saying is actually oh no, I want more people to kind of take on what I'm doing yeah. as well, you know. Yeah, well yeah. I want to be challenged. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want I want to see other people producing like great content mm. and uh, and engaging with the arts community or engaging even with their friends yeah. and producing stuff, you know? So seeing the stuff you, you've done with yeah. the podcast has been, you know, massively inspirational mm. because it's something I thought about trying to do yeah. and just, you know, just basically didn't have the time, mm. you know? Uh, same with a lot of the video stuff. I've been trying to focus more on creating these video snippets for artists and friends, okay. you know, and it's just, to a, to a point becomes kind of undoable, unrealistic as yeah. far as my time and resources okay. go, you know? Right. So the more people that are doing stuff, you know, the better. And yeah. then the thing is, we can all help each other. Yeah, that's You it. know what I mean? Yeah. So I, now, yeah. I can now post about like the stuff you're doing yeah. and, and, and highlight some of the podcasts and some mm-hmm. of the artists that maybe I know as well, like mm-hmm. Gary from Doric yeah. and stuff, yeah. you know? And it's really great to see 
the people that I would want to promote get in a platform, mm -hmm. but also you're going to introduce me to new people as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, because you have a different remit and a different yeah. focus. So you yeah. have like the 10 foot tall guys. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So then I can then find out a bit more about them. Yeah. So it, it becomes this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy, I think. The more people that are doing stuff, the more people will know about it. And then the more we can be positive about what we have. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know? I know like, I remember speaking with um, Adam and Cameron from 10 feet tall. We kind of had a bit of a chuckle. I think it was like 2013 when Aberdeen put a bid into the city of culture. Yeah. And then everyone remember I was at work and I was, you know, and then people, colleagues were kind of laughing. I was a part of that kind of laugh as well. Yeah. Like, oh, what are Aberdeen doing there? Yeah. But now, I think that, you know, if they, you know, give yeah. it a couple more years, I think they'll probably have a good run or, yeah. you know, yeah. seeing what's uh, been happening in Aberdeen. Yeah. Like, you know, you've seen like the posters my mate um, works offshore sent me a picture of his in Aberdeen. It's kind of like, oh, are you part of this kind of thing? It's like, you know, art is the new oil. <laughs> Those posters. Like, oh, yeah. no, not at all, not a part of it. But I was kind of pleasantly surprised to yeah. see that. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say like the higher ups in the council yeah. or whoever kind of like holds the pot of money. Yeah. recognising that oh the oil and gas stuff can't be the be all and end all yeah, of like how yeah. to generate an income or generate interest of people yeah, visiting yeah. our city well I think I think the recession and the oil downturn has been you know it's been massive for the art sector in the city and it's exposed the you know that, that flaw that exists in any industrial city where when your industry tanks mm. what have you what have you got to show people yeah, you know so yeah. we're seeing a huge drive towards kind of tourism and towards the kind of cultural sector, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which unfortunately should have been happening long ago, yeah. you know, but yeah. as long as the kind of the oil money's been there, people have been very comfortable, I think. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we've seen in places like Glasgow or Manchester or Liverpool, you know, when those industries do go, there's a huge vacuum that's left. And now is kind of the time, I think, for people to maybe start to look at what they want to do mm. within the arts or within the culture stuff and start to maybe make those steps, you yeah. know? Uh, because, you know, the, the vacuums, it's there, you know? Mm. It's maybe not as big as it could be, but yeah. it's, it's there, the cracks are there. I think probably people, especially if they're kind of like, you know, at Gray's um, School of Art, they probably have that kind of intention come close to the finishing their last year. It's like, well, I'm going to like America or down south, because that's yeah. where the work is. But I've always kind of been on the view that when you do the work here, yeah. that generates it outwards yeah, yeah. and you know, you've got social media, you can promote yourself yeah, and whatnot, yeah. but then you're uh, getting people coming in uh, and having those dialogues with you. It's been a huge problem, I think, for the art school. Uh, there's been a real lack of uh, opportunities mm -hmm. for graduates in the right. last few years. And I know certainly like Look Again Festival have, been, have done a lot of work to try and address that. Uh, through creating opportunities and also mentoring schemes. So we've got Stack Art Collective and Tendency Towards Art Collective are two kind of young student based groups yeah. that have come out of those uh, come out of those uh, sessions and stuff, you know. And they're and they've you know they've got studio spaces, they've been involved in various like art festivals and stuff. So it's really good to see that level of stuff there. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's also a, a talk I went to recently there was uh, the figures for like the number of people employed within the cultural sector in Aberdeen and Aberdeenshire are something like four thousand people. Right. So that's actually four thousand salaries that are coming from wow. the okay. creative sector right. through the arts. Yeah. You know, so there is there is stuff out there, uh, but it's just you know there's maybe there maybe a bit more needs to be done. But as well, I think. I think young people maybe need to not rely on getting funding to do stuff. You know, like I've that's got so, friends yeah. that have done exhibitions in their flats and stuff. So it's like you don't need to have 
the all singing, all dancing yeah. stuff, yeah. do something. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, if, if you've got a, a spare room in your flat or you've got a toilet or a corridor or yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. go and find a shed in a garden. Yeah. I've, I've done that. I've had cakes <laughs> in my shed in my house and stuff, you know. So, like, if you've got the energy and the will to do it, then just find the way. I think yeah. that's absolutely it. And I think, you know, we spoke briefly off mic about, you know, the I think there's definitely been that shift over the years with being a creative person or individual or group that there's no need or kind of that structured have you had that formal training yeah. have you you know do you have that degree and stuff and it's something for me is it was kind of been a bit of a personal gripe because when yeah. I was studying in London and my brief year and a half and then dropping out like I said to you before lads couldn't relate to the teachers the teachers couldn't relate yeah. to me going to a very kind of upper middle class mm-hmm. kind of college and thinking like well nah nah I'm not doing this anymore yeah. you know yeah. the structure of and I remember kind of falling out of a lot of my teachers and just kind of saying, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. But like like yourself, you know, you're saying that, you know, you don't have that kind of formal training background yeah. and stuff. But I guess for you, has it been actually immersing yourself in different groups and with your friendships as well? That yeah. kind of inspired you to kind of keep going? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I mean, I grew up in like a kind of two-bedroom council house in Maastricht. Yeah. And I went to like the grammar school, which was a, a kind of bit of a posh school, mm-hmm. you know? So I'd always kind of been a, a bit of an, an outsider in some circles, you know, uh, but it's never stopped me. You know, I think as, as soon as I, as soon as I made that connection with that first image in higher art, you know, like, and really, really felt it, you know, I kind of saw that power and then also the experiences of my friend passing, you know, like it was a massively powerful experience to know that he'd been trading stuff. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of really opened it up to me that, you know, like, anyone can do it yeah it's just that we we there's you know the the, the galleries and the big institutions and stuff you know they, they want to keep things yeah elitist and yeah. they want to keep things for the few you know like one of the things i talk about on the new art tour is that when i go into the art gallery with a skateboard i have to put it behind a counter okay. because as a 35 year old man i can't be trusted <laughs> not to skateboard around the art gallery you know and it's it's kind of like you know, and I'll I'll put my skateboard down. You know, yeah. like I'm not I'm, I'm not interested in fighting those kind of battles yeah. per se. But you know, that's how they're making me feel as a grown man who's yeah. you know been yeah. interested in art for like twenty plus years. Like, why is a like kid from Tilly Drone gonna bother to go in? Yeah, and yeah. Get, if he meets the same resistance, yeah. you know what I mean, because yeah. of how he's dressed or how he speaks or whatever. Yeah. You know, so I think there's a lot of work needs to be done uh, from some of the organisations around that about you know dispelling this myth around you know art is for the few and not the many mm-hmm. you know and i think that needs to come from programming of events that actually appeal to people that maybe don't have a a, a language or an understanding of creative language yeah. you know and showing them how things can be you know super highbrow and intellectual but they can also just be fun yeah you know what yeah. i mean like i've always had fun with the art stuff i do and it's always been a huge element to it you know and I mean, I do, I, I really do enjoy like really highbrow and intellectual stuff as well, you know, uh, but I think for engaging an audience like we have in Aberdeen, it's worth, you know, doing stuff that appeals across a, a, the, the broad range of people, yeah. you know, yeah. so we can have the highbrow stuff, but let's do some lowbrow stuff, let's do some fun stuff, let's yeah. get people making, you know, mm-hmm. let's get, let's show kids how they can make a little sculpture and put it on the street. Yeah. Let's show them that you know they can they can paint a picture and it doesn't have to look like a bowl of fruit on a table, you know, <laughs> like those kind of ideas, you know. Yeah. But um, no yeah. one tells them, you know. Yeah, I know because like every because you know my job work with young people and it 
never seems to be like, I don't think it's coincidence that all the kind of lessons that they struggle with in school is like the drama or the arts kind of lessons. Yeah. They're very much, I don't know, it's always a part of curriculum. So it's yeah. very kind of structured and they're just not coping with it. You, yeah. Know? Yeah. you know, and I also like kind of interested in that. I think there's no chance you do a study on this, how yeah. like, you know, because I think when you're doing something like, you know, you're being creative or you're being pushed in that kind of creative way, it's a kind of vulnerable thing. You're yeah. putting yourself out there as well. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. in the context of young people in that learning environment, you've got your peers yeah. as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You totally. don't want your peers to take the piss out of you and stuff. Yeah. You know? It's like, because everyone wants to kind of be cool at a certain age. You don't yeah. want to seem like you actually care. Definitely. It's a hard one, you know. Mm. I think for... Uh, I think for a lot of young people, you know, and well, as as adults, you know, yeah. we, we constantly hear the, oh, I can't draw, yeah. I'm not very really good at art, you know, <laughs> and it's that thing of like, well, maybe you know, maybe your drawing isn't the thing that you do, you know, maybe you're really good with your hands and doing yeah. woodwork, yeah, you know, or maybe you're good at like metalwork, or maybe you're, you know, a good draftsman, or mm-hmm. or you know, maybe maybe you're really good at putting different colors together. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe you're good at uh, speaking to people, you know, so maybe you could be like a performance artist, yeah. you know. It's just about creating those safe spaces for people to actually experiment again yeah. and have fun with it, you know. Uh, I think that's sometimes lacking. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the, the space to do that and maybe somebody to say, like, it's all right to be rubbish at stuff, you know, yeah, but the yeah. value in doing it, yeah. it's still there. Oh, yeah, you absolutely, know? yeah. Uh, you don't have to be Picasso to you know, to, to enjoy doing stuff, like... And that's it, I think as well, like, for, I don't know, I've kind of, you know, people, I know, friends go, oh, I, I can't do that, oh, I wouldn't do that, I was rubbish at that. I think, I don't ever believe there's a bad or good. Yeah. It's about what you feel and what you want to put on the paper yeah. or actually, like, vocalise or perform, you know? Yeah. I think there's, a, there's always kind of, like, these kind of constructs that kind of people feel like, oh, well, I don't have the confidence to do it. Oh, it's not me, and yeah. I'm not. I'm not even going to bother even go there. So yeah. it's quite refreshing to hear you say. Actually, no, there, there isn't any limits. You shouldn't feel like there's yeah, limits yeah. Oh, on definitely not, you how know. you can express your creativity. You yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's so subjective. You know, mm. I think I think that's also part of the problem as well, though. You know, in that uh, art and culture and creativity and stuff is so broad. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, one man's Picasso is like another man's trash. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's there's a, it's such a personal thing to, to so many of us, you know? And I think if, if people could understand that or find their own thing that, that they vibe on yeah. and gives them that good feeling, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. You know, like, uh, the, the big problem I have with a lot of stuff is the kind of difference between having something, like in your house, for example, that is a piece of art and having something that is an extension of your decoration. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 so we yeah. see a lot of these kind of, like, floating water uh, jetties and stuff, you know, and, and the kind of nice sunset in the yeah. background. And it's like, that's fine. Like, yeah. You know, like people are, people are entitled to, to put up stuff that resonates with them, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, I wouldn't put that up as art yeah. per se, yeah. you know. So I think we're seeing a lot of that as well. There's a bit of this kind of like, is it decoration or is it art? Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and the thing is as well, I guess, is there, there is a lot of people out there that actually just aren't interested. Yeah. Know? And that's, that's it, totally yeah. cool as yeah. well, you know, yeah. because 
like I'm not a huge football fan yeah, okay, but I totally okay. see the value and the kind of brotherhood of yeah. like being interested yeah. in it and going to matches and stuff yeah. you know yeah for me so, like yeah like football thing probably passed down to me through my older brother yeah. he's like a big Ian Wright fan he used to play for Crystal Palace and then he went to yeah. Arsenal he's like oh, okay we're Arsenal fans as well yeah. and then it's just kind of like it's kind of like yeah when you're younger you play football games and stuff like yeah. that but I'm, for me it's not the be all and end all I enjoy yeah. watching a football match in the World Cup so I'm like oh it's age you see loads of different kind of talent going yeah. about and stuff yeah. I think for me my kind of thing has always kind of been read towards music hip hop comic books yeah. and stuff like that yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. so that's going to be my thing to vibe on more yeah, like, yeah. alright well I think I think with like football and, and sports and that you know it's like People people like to feel part of something, I yeah. think. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And they like to feel part of a tribe and, mm-hmm. and like you say, you know, that extends into the kind of music stuff as well, but it totally extends into the art stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. You know? Like there's definitely like groups that, that do stuff that, that, you know, kind of bond over a, a, a shared set of values. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think sometimes, you know, like like with the, say for example with football and art, you know, there's there's sometimes that distinction of like, you know, we like football and we like beer and we like you know having an argy bargy yeah. and you know the art stuff doesn't come into it yeah. and then there's like the art side which is like well we we're creative and yeah. we do this and we don't fight with each other and we don't get drunk and yeah. you know shout slogans at people and stuff <laughs> but it's like actually you know like through new art uh, so one of the one of the volunteers ended up helping uh, Jean when he was out like, doing his little uh, figure stencils mm. And then you might have seen there was loads of Aberdeen football players up here. Yeah, yeah, Aberdeen. yeah. So that was one of the volunteers who okay. helped out on New Art yeah. in year one. You know, and it was really amazing because through that, through him doing that, that interventions, he was taking like a street art concept, applying it to something he really loves, which is Aberdeen Football Club, and putting it out on the street. And then that created a new dialogue, yeah. maybe for people who aren't interested in art yeah. but through the fact they walked past one of the pay stops they then had a moment of engagement yeah, and yeah. I just thought you know like I don't really care about football but that's amazing <laughs> yeah. you know I care oh, about definitely. the art stuff and yeah. that, that engagement moment's really yeah. cool you know like, so it's like how, how can we how can we uh, engage that audience yeah. you know how can we how can we build up that mutual respect with those, yeah. those it's like a really groups. good kind of crossing over isn't yeah, it yeah. 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 yeah that's cool I know you mentioned about you know kind of peers are actually focusing on your own art stuff. So what kind of stuff do you, how do you express yourself? Uh, so my stuff, yeah, I mean, after uh, after my pal had passed away, you know, like I kind of was looking at stuff he was doing and it was all kind of street-based okay. kind of things, mm-hmm. uh, like lots of paste-ups and lots of kind of symbols and little figures and stuff he was putting on the streets. And uh, so I started doing like stencil work and it was kind of, I think around, yeah, it would be 2006, 2007-ish. And then uh, quite a lot of the kind of street art books started to appear at that time. So I bought like the stencil book and there was another one about kind of Brazilian street artists. So it was kind of like inspired by a lot of these these things I was seeing. And obviously Banksy was kind of rising to quite, yeah. quite a, a prominence at that time as well. You know, so the whole stencil thing, it was just really accessible and easy to do. So I would uh, go out on like a Friday or Saturday night and I'd have like, a couple of cans of like plastic oat spray paint okay. and a couple of stencils of like Lego bricks yeah. and I would just go and spray them up on like wooden boards or like I'd find like weird little spots to go and put them up uh, and then I, I was really interested in like the terracotta army that okay. was found in China yeah, you know the, yeah. the, the uh, ports of the terracotta soldiers so I started putting like little plastic toy soldiers on the streets as well so I'd set them up in little armies and little gangs (laughs) (laughs) and just 
leave them and it was yeah. you know it was like really silly but it was just the idea of like well maybe some maybe like a little kid will walk past and they'll suddenly see there's like 20 army soldiers like crawling down the side of a tree yeah. and it'll be like what's going on you know so it was, it was it was about that about trying to you know find that moment to kind of engage with people but uh you know just and just leaving something behind and it was a buzz as well you know yeah. it was really quite quite felt quite exciting to be like out doing stuff without permission and yeah. doing it illegally you know it always does <laughs> yeah it's unfortunate the yeah. illegal stuff always feels the best <laughs> but uh but no it was it was good you know it was it was a fun time but uh yeah i ended up having a, a brush with the law which uh curtailed my creative exploits for a, a oh, okay. while oh, right. <laughs> so uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't so good yeah but back on it now yeah all right cool so, so you know like i think when I was growing up in London, you see a lot of like tagging and street art, and I think years ago, like nineties and stuff, it was kind of always seemed to be kind of kind of frowned upon. Mm. And it was kind of like for me, it was kind of like felt a bit sad when I saw like the local council that hose that down and getting yeah, yeah. getting rid of it and stuff. And I think you know for the listeners, like you know, what's your views kind of like on street art and stuff? Because some people might say, oh, I don't really agree with that. I don't really see that as a as a creative outlet. Yeah. I absolutely see that as a I'm passionate about it. I see yeah. it as something I see something and I'm like, that's beautiful to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like I like know. for a city like Aberdeen, I think when you see, you know, graffiti and you see tags on the streets, to me it's a sign of a pretty healthy youth culture. Yeah. You know. Uh and I, I say healthy in that they're active and they're out there. Uh, a lot of the reasoning that we, that we find behind why people get into writing graffiti and tagging and stuff, you know, uh, is generally people that aren't coming from a happy place. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they're not going out to 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 destroy stuff, but they're not they're not writing their name because they're happy. But you know, we've, there's so much history now in the graffiti movement, and you can kind of trace it back, you know, like to the kind of New York kids and the and the ghettos and stuff, and then onto the subway cars and the idea of wanting to have their name out there and be recognized for you know getting up and stuff you know uh and it's almost i guess it's like the kind of antithesis of the kind of highbrow art world where you know you have to make it into the tape modern to to to, you know say you've made it kind of thing whereas these kids like totally bypassed all that which is incredible you know yeah although it was done illegally and the you know the the powers that be would claim they've caused however many millions pounds worth of damage you know, it's like there's something really powerful in somebody writing their name on the street. You yeah. Know? And certainly, like with my experiences, that was a huge part of it. You know, like I wasn't putting a Lego brick up to like piss off the church owner or to piss off the the, the property owners. It was just a, a moment for me to say, you know what, I was here. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I just want to leave something behind. You yeah. Know? Uh, with the experiences of like losing my friends and stuff. You know, it was really it, it all kind of merged together at that point. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, like. I think there's there's limits, you know. We've we've seen sprees of graffiti in Aberdeen where people have tagged up like, you know, local small independent businesses, their windows and doors and oh, stuff. Right, right. And I just think in a city like Aberdeen, there's so much dead space and so much ugly space. Yeah. You know, like, go and express yourself there. But also, there's there's been a, a failing in Aberdeen to to acknowledge these things were happening. Uh, and to actually take some kind of meaningful or to create a meaningful dialogue. I mean, I've still got like newspaper clippings about when they were trying to initiate legal graffiti walls and the councillors all voted it down, you know, and this was like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, you know, so 
to compare where we're at now to where we were then, yeah. you know, there's been a massive step change. But you know, I, I like everything. Yeah. You know, I like I like the street art stuff that's really meaningful and beautiful. I like the silly stuff. I like the guy that puts up a music box in Chicago and just leaves it for people to like wind up and listen to the music yeah. on. But I also, you know, when I see tags and I see uh, you know, like throw ups and big graffiti pieces, like it just gives me a little buzz, yeah. you know, yeah. that somebody's taking the time to go out and do that or somebody's, you know, leaving their mark, yeah. you know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, one thing I want to kind of ask you as well, like how did the, your involvement with the new art stuff and the tours, how did that come about? Uh, so new art was kind of, came about really, it was through my girlfriend Mary. Mm. So Mary runs the Painted Doors Aberdeen project, uh, which has been putting, you know, like local based Aberdeen artists and studio artists onto the streets. And it's created this kind of art corridor along Langstein Place, which is really cool. So that was the kind of start of it, and then we had Carl did like the UV art stuff down at the, the tunnels at Union Terrace yeah, as well. Yeah. So it was kind of more kind of graffiti based artists, and we had people like Inky and stuff up, and uh, Darren John as well, you know. So like really cool guys from the kind of UK and international graffiti scene. And then with the new art stuff, so I'd actually been collecting photographs of walls, because I'd been to the festival in 2014 in Stavanger, and I was like, we have to like try and speak to them and see how we could get them to come to Aberdeen. Yeah. And I'd kind of just started seeing Mary at, at this time, so I had like 30 photos or something in this folder and I said to her, like, oh, I'm, I'm collecting photos, like, you know, I want to speak to New Art and yeah. see how we could make it work. She was like, oh, they're already coming. <laughs> and I was like, no way. You know, so Aberdeen Inspired, uh, who helped facilitate or run the Painted Doors project with Mary, had already, you know, negotiated the, the New Art contracts, so they were all set to come and... Uh, so we just find out when the guys were going to be here and we went and met up with them yeah. you know and I just said I just want to go and meet them and say hi and offer to help yeah. if I can and very quickly uh, upon meeting the team we kind of all realised well we just kind of clicked yeah. you know we were all interested in the same kind of ideology as far as kind of street art and graffiti stuff goes uh, and I remember saying to Martin you know like I remember looking at Banksy prints on pictures on walls when they were like a hundred pounds yeah. but I never bought them because I didn't oh, okay. like the prints yeah. you know and he was like yeah I did the opposite I bought them all <laughs> and that's, how I, that's how I paid for the festival the first few years you know and I was like oh, oh, the trick there's there. something yeah. here like you know but yeah and that was it so it was really just a matter of just putting myself out there and saying hi, yeah. which I think is something that we're not very good at in Aberdeen sometimes. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm kind of just build up the courage there, and I got in touch with um, the Global Brothers, and they said, "Oh mm. hi," and they got back to me. I was just like, "Oh, what?" You know, like, yeah. you know, so, so I'll so try and catch up or do something when they come up in April at some point. So I was really kind of like that bit of like, "Oh, yeah, you can reach out to people because yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. human beings as well." You know, yeah. like yeah. yeah. Totally. And then some people don't get back to you, you're like, okay, fair enough, they might be busy, they've got something yeah, yeah, else yeah. planned, and it's all good, you know? Yeah. Like, but I think it's like, for me, it's always going to like set yourself little challenges and yeah. put yourself out there. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's for me, like, the social media aspect is, it's not face-to-face, -face. you're not going to corner with somebody, you don't have to get that, it's not like that rejection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, look at other stuff kind of going on, oh, it's all yeah. good, you know? Yeah. You know? I'd, I'd say it's something we're definitely guilty of, I think, yeah. in Aberdeen, is, is being a bit self-deprecating and yeah. a bit down on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and obviously like social media kind of removes a lot of these barriers. But one thing that's really important for me is like, if I, if I follow someone on social media yeah. and I have the opportunity to meet them face to face, yeah. or if I see them, I'll go up and speak to yeah. them and say, hey, how's it going? Like, yeah. I'm John who does like MOC83 yeah. on Instagram or whatever, you know, or does the Muda Claps blog. 
and you know, I just wanted to say hi in real life because I always really like the stuff you post or I like yeah. your art or whatever. And I've actually, you know, some of the uh, some of the people on the blog and stuff that I've covered have actually just come through reaching out in that okay. way, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and vice versa, people like reach out to me as yeah. well, and you know, like want to be involved yeah. or want to be featured or whatever, you know. So I think it's just about having that confidence yeah. and just being prepared to put yourself out there, you know. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a big kind of leap, but I think once you kind of do, I'm I'm fine doing it more often. Yeah. It becomes like second nature. Yeah, as well because I think there's a few people I've reached out to and they have to come to oh I'd love to come on I'm thinking like oh they want to come on like you, yeah. get, you get quite surprised of that but yeah. I think I think that's kind of a, it's like a good shout though when you see that reciprocation of actually yeah. local creators or people whatever you're doing people connecting yeah. I think kind of going back to that like what you're saying and what I can always say like that's what makes things happen for some yeah. reason yeah, you know? yeah, like, definitely, yeah definitely yeah i think the more you do the more you support people mm -hmm. and the more you encourage people you yeah. know like it's it eventually it reaches that tipping point where people don't need the same level of encouragement mm -hmm. like they'll just get on with doing it yeah you know? yeah uh, and i think in, in some areas in aberdeen we're kind of almost getting to that point uh but i think in other areas there's still like a bit of work to do mm -hmm. Uh, as far as you know giving people that confidence mm -hmm. but for me I guess it's 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 both you know it's about kind of giving people that confidence and then also pulling in this new audience that maybe wants to engage but yeah. hasn't had the the right means to yeah. you know yeah. or the right avenue to do it and certainly like you know like doing the new art stuff like for me personally it was huge because I went from reading about these artists and these these people in like juxtapose magazine to like hanging out with them and actually like showing Evan the editor for juxtapose around Aberdeen and becoming kind of friends with them yeah you know uh and you know like had a few emails back and forth with them and stuff and it's like man I've been reading juxtapose for 10 years <laughs> like this has been like my art like, bible yeah, you know yeah. it's been my access point to to so much information about these artists and now you know I'm able to like connect with a guy who's yeah. kind of like running it and stuff yeah. you know the, the world's like biggest selling arts magazine yeah. you know and he's like on my instagram friends it's just like <laughs> no way <That's> cool. <laughs> yeah. you know and that and that all came from one conversation yeah you know from being prepared to step out of my own comfort, comfort zone, zone yeah. Yeah. to 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 try and engage somebody yeah. and just see you know just to offer to help yeah you know i wasn't even looking for anything back and then you know now like a year later i'm like the first uk-based like new art employee yeah you know what i mean yeah. so it's like it's you know incredible like i'm, I'm incredibly thankful for it i remember sure. when after our like hour and a half discussion and then we went to that little space yeah, yeah, yeah and then we saw just by chance uh a friend it must have been a woman and her friend came visiting from america i don't know if mm. you remember this and then you just went into a full like <laughs> this like i was just like oh like, you, you just on it man i was really <laughs> impressed because you're just like talking about all this stuff and, yeah, like, yeah. it's like so it's kind of like and unfortunately like i never got to go on the tour last year just busy with loads of other stuff going on and I'm guessing you'll be doing that again this year, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, because my roles changed slightly, like I'll be a bit more, uh, I mean, last year I was artist host, so I was kind of like looking after everyone from the, the PR teams to the, the media guys to the artists and just showing them around Aberdeen. Yeah. Basically, my job was to help them with any problems they had and to basically just show them the best side of the city, yeah. you know, which is like quite easy for me because, yeah. you know, I, I know lots of places and I know lots of things to do and you know can be honest with people about mm -hmm. the good points in Aberdeen and what the not so good points yeah. are you know so I was able to kind of make sure everyone had the best possible time when they were here mm -hmm. but and, and part of that so I didn't really know about it until 
the kind of festival had started and they were starting to do stuff and they said oh we're going to put you on the tours we're going to make you the tour guide right. you know so suddenly I was faced with like working with Stephen Jaime from Brooklyn Street Art so yeah. like you know this massive New York based street art blog you know who are right in amongst it you know they're friends with Martha Cooper they're yeah. like you know covering stuff all over the yeah. world and then here's little old John from Aberdeen <laughs> suddenly like on a platform with them with like 600 people to try and tell them about street art <laughs> you know and, and and to their credit like they, they, they totally made me feel welcome uh, in doing it and they totally helped empower me and gave me the confidence to do it yeah. as well you know yeah. which is really nice uh, really lovely guys like but you know so there's a so that's that's something for me that, that new art's done you know it's, it's given me the confidence to go to that next level and to feel comfortable yeah. like really speaking to people about art and about the culture and about street art as well uh, and feeling like i know enough to be able to do that but and the, and the thing is as well is like i'm not an expert you know like i, I knew maybe four or five of the artists that were here last year right. and the rest were totally new artists to me but you know, I just did my research. I just yeah. had a look online and had a look at their profiles and their bios and stuff, and and speaking to them over dinner as well. You know, it was very easy to get an idea of what they were about and yeah. what their artworks were about. You know, uh, and you know, one of the best thing, one of the best reactions I've had on the tours was uh, a middle aged family came, and the dad stopped me after about thirty minutes, and he said, "My wife told me I was coming on a, an art walk." And I was like, why are we doing this at like 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning? <laughs> but you've made it so fun and so engaging for us yeah. that I'm absolutely loving it. Wow. And I never feel, thought I'd be interested in this kind of stuff, but I can't wait to see more, you know? Nice and I was just so touched because it's like, you know, you've now, you've found an in yeah. to something that you might not have necessarily had access to before. Uh, you know, and now that he's seen it, he can take his friends and show them stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. it empowers people yeah. to continue it. And certainly Karen as well, who's like, she's the kind of, the other tour guide that does it with us. You know, she was a volunteer for the festival and we kind of realised that I'm not going to be able to do a tour every weekend. Mm -hmm. So Karen was like the natural uh, person to ask to, to help with that. Okay. And now she's doing the tours as well. So yeah. now she's like out exploring the city and going down into spaces that she wouldn't normally have gone to and looking for stuff and you know engaging with stuff she like helped out with the Victoria Art Road project you know and it's really inspired her to to get involved in things yeah you know yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of power in it I think mm, you know yeah. I know it was kind of before that like I said before like speaking again off mic and you know the guys well the whole set of new what's coming up in yeah. April this year and I guess you know you said oh it's good it's been a bit interesting challenge yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. I can imagine because I think is, is it is it two more years of funding? Uh, yeah. So I think right. we've got funding from the council till twenty twenty. Okay. So right. yeah. So yeah. we'll have four four years of new art, and then I guess at, at that point they'll maybe evaluate everything. Yeah. And just decide if there's something they want to continue or, mm. uh, or see see where it goes from there. Like yeah. you know, uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's you know it's a huge project and it's actually a very small team of people that are working on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we kind of refer to it almost as the new art family right. in a way, you know, yeah. because it is that kind of dynamic. Like we have, you know, a kind of a dad figure, and then we have like the big brother figure, and yeah. then we have the kind of mummy figure that <laughs> you know gives us all a hug when we've been, uh, you know, lambasted by the dad or whatever. <laughs> but but you know, it works, and we and we and cool. we get stuff done, and you know. And it, and it is, you know, it's important to say as well, like it is such a, a, 
partnered approach to the project, you know, because obviously like Mary and the painted door stuff has been like a huge kind of lead in and a, and a helping factor in, in, in establishing art on the streets in Aberdeen and putting artwork in the public realm. And the same with like Carl and the UV art stuff, you know, it really was a, a test to people, I think, to yeah. see how they would react to, you know, graffiti mm -hmm. in quotes, you know, going up in these like protected spaces in Union Terrace Gardens. And of course, the scale and the magnitude of stuff that new art does, you know, is is a challenge for people again. Yeah. You know, yeah. but what we've seen is that the, the, the public have maybe been waiting for something like this or they've wanted to see something like this yeah. in Aberdeen. And it goes back to that idea of, uh, you know, like Glasgow, Glasgow being the, the kind of big city that we all look to. And they've had this mural trails for, for a couple of years now and they've had these big public artworks. So I think for people in Aberdeen, they can finally go, well, cool, we've got new art and we've yeah. got painted doors yeah. and we've got, you know, the arches, uh, you know. So it's, it's been really cool to be able to have that yeah. kind of thing, you know, like it's, it's a, a new thing for Aberdeen. But it also opens up so many discussions around street art and what street art is and what graffiti is and yeah. how the two cultures go together mm -hmm. and what separates them and stuff, you know. And it's, it's been really cool for me to actually have a platform mm -hmm speak about this stuff because my blog has always been about art yeah. and culture you know and sometimes that's been street art and sometimes that's been graffiti but primarily it's been about the stuff that's in front of me because you know I'm not going to write about street art when I go to London like twice a year and go down <laughs> Brick Lane you know yeah. what I mean like I just I'm not involved in it enough and it's not in front of me enough and there's enough people covering that stuff but because it's in Aberdeen, it now gives me a real mandate to investigate that stuff as well and start looking at who's here and who's doing stuff, you yeah. know, uh, and figuring out how we can kind of support them and push them as well, you know. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I should say as well, so obviously like Aberdeen Inspired mm. have been hugely instrumental, like they're the main player in, in kind of helping facilitate the art coming mm. to Aberdeen as well. So uh, just a massive shout out to all the guys at Aberdeen Inspired for all the work they do because, you know, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of logistics and a lot of planning goes on in that office. Imagine. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, I'll be a few grey hairs <laughs> <laughs> by the end of this month, I'm right. sure. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, like one thing I wanted to ask you, like, given where Aberdeen is at just now, in terms of art and culture, how do you think Aberdeen is holding up in, in comparison to Glasgow and Edinburgh and other cities in the UK? Uh I I would say just as well. Right. You know, I think I think there's maybe a notion that like Glasgow is better because it has more, mm -hmm. but you know you just have to kind of take in the people factor and the numbers. Like yeah. Glasgow's got what like over a million people or something, so we have like a quarter of that. Yeah. You know, so our, our output is actually incredibly high for the number of people we have. Uh, you know, and I think there's a, there's a lot of highly motivated individuals that are really pushing arts and culture in the city and pushing design. Uh, you know and pushing mm. art onto the streets as well uh, both like you know on a kind of like festival level and an organisational level yeah. but also on a personal level you know I think we have a lot of unsung heroes in the city who are doing things yourself included oh, cheers, you know who, who are trying to put art in, in the public realm and put it on a platform that it maybe needs yeah. uh, and maybe it hasn't had you know and I just think you know we, we look at stuff down south and uh you know, there's like, I remember going to like openings at Project Slogan and stuff and Peacocks and you'd maybe only have like 20 or 30 people there, you know, and usually it'll be like the same faces that yeah. kind of go and support stuff or whatever. But Glasgow's exactly the same. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. there's still spaces there that are doing stuff that have 
their their friends who support it, you mm-hmm. know, and it maybe doesn't extend into the the wider kind of demographic or the mm-hmm. wider populace, you yeah. know. So the the challenges are the same wherever you go, uh, but again, it comes back to my whole ethos of why I started the blog. You know, it's like if you see a gap in something or you see something not happening that you want to see, yeah. go and do it. Oh, yeah. Go and organize it. Absolutely. Go and have a go. If you've done that and it failed and it failed again. And you want to pack up bags and go to Glasgow, like go for it. Yeah. You know, but don't don't say Aberdeen shit. Yeah. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. don't say it doesn't work here if you haven't tried to do it. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like just don't write it off without actually kind yeah. of trying. Even like you know, you mentioned previously earlier about when you kind of got started, you looked out, you know, like the kind of blogs, like the mum, mm-hmm. child, and lifestyle kind of blogs, and even like doing the podcast, like I saw that you know, Nathan was doing. Um, mood swings thinking oh that the mental health stuff and that's, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm glad I did that interview with him as well but that stuff there's a couple I think there's a couple of Aberdeen Football Club ones I think there's like a comic book one as well can't mm-hmm. remember the name unfortunately I think it's a brother and sister and so, there's not there's not a lot of podcasts in Aberdeen no, no, no. Actually, actually, even like you know from your bit of like the blogs as well so, there's not really much yeah. kind of stuff I, I used to do a few music ones oh, like okay. I'd set up the turntables and oh, I would yeah. like make mixes and stuff yeah but uh, I've only done, I did one video interview with uh, Adi Adesina. Yeah, but you showed me. Yeah, uh, and I was just like, yeah, I just felt so awkward on camera. <laughs> like, and, and I film people, or used to film people yeah. for a living, you know, yeah. so my job was to kind of cool them down and yeah. help them see past the camera. Yeah. And I've just got this clip of me at the start, just like sitting down and I just burst out laughing, you know, <laughs> just like that nervousness. Uh, I cut that out of the final right. edit, you know, but it's just... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily need to. I don't know if I need to be on camera to do what I want to do, or if yeah. I need to be like on air to yeah. do what I want to do. Yeah. You know, like I quite enjoy having time to formulate stuff and mm. to and to kind of try and create like a blog post that actually says something and has something meaningful in it, and yeah. maybe you know uh, says stuff about the artist. Mm. You know, and and that's my comfort zone. Mm. So even being here today is great because it kind of pushes me out of my comfort zone okay. a little bit, oh, you know? yeah. Uh, and gives me gives me a, a kind of new platform to kind of you know to experience and stuff. See, you know, but my comfort zone is actually going to like the art show things and stuff. I'm not opening. That's my thing. I'm like, and I'm focused on that thing in my head before I'm actually being in college. Yeah. And I'm being like, oh, I don't I should fit be here. I should have been here. Like what? The yeah. I still got that. But I went to me and my wife. Went I still to, get that. Man. Do you yeah. really? Like, <laughs> Me and my wife went to um, Printable um, last year in December. I said, oh, let's, let's just go and buy some stuff, you know, like, mm. not, not buy the, like I say, bullshit stuff that you can just buy online and mm. stuff, you know. But said, let's go and buy and actually, you know, yeah. Yeah. Clear. Is that Printland? Yeah, Printland, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just got loads of stuff there and it's actually people that probably, you know, produce like through art school and stuff and actually just off cuts and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. finding really nice niche things for our home. Yeah. And, us, and, that, and stuff that we kind of chose that not just because oh it just looks nice but actually resonated with us yeah. as a couple yeah, yeah. I think like I was kind of I think in December one of my rambles were actually supporting local and like yeah. the hand market as well at yeah, Washington yeah, College yeah. and stuff like stuff like that I, I feel like that makes me really happy yeah, and, yeah. and that's really good to see that people are doing things you yeah, know, yeah. and if we can Anyway, like if me go on social media to big them up or promote them, yeah. anyway, like I'm gonna be doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a huge, a huge thing that I've had along those lines was, uh, like, with doing the blog and stuff. Was just the idea of like, you know what, somebody's watching, mm-hmm. 
you know like I'm if I'm only one person like you have one audience person who's mm -hmm. paying attention so like don't feel like you are yeah. operating in isolation you know uh, and something I've looked at is how to open up spaces to people mm -hmm. that might feel uncomfortable especially like our openings like you said you yeah. know like I've been to so many where it's like you know that like the people don't really know you or they don't really take you on and yeah. it's like man I would never I would never have a show and not speak to everyone and yeah. want to like engage everyone yeah. you know? and I guess it's it's different personality types yeah. you know but at the same time you know it's important if you're going to put stuff out there you've got to engage people and you've got to be welcoming yeah you know? especially oh, if you're yeah. like publicly funded as well yeah. like if you've got like Trade of Scotland funding and stuff yeah. like you should be like you know approachable yeah <laughs> yeah and unfortunately like you know some some people kind of are and some people aren't yeah uh but i think we're starting to see a shift in that and more people are realizing like yeah you need to engage your audience online but you also need to be able to engage them you know in the real world as well yeah. like so yeah. but that, that's one that's definitely one of the areas i think needs a bit of work in aberdeen it's mm -hmm. just that engagement yeah. people and you know yeah like i got my mate from glasgow like he stayed in aberdeen but he's moved um to edinburgh for like work reasons for well, a couple of years now mm -hmm. and i was kind of thinking like like uh, people from glasgow will seem to be more open yeah kind of personalities a bit yeah yeah he used to, every time we have like a couple of drinks and stuff he used to be like oh Aberdeen's just like shit chat and stuff because <laughs> you gold yeah people and, are like granite yeah <laughs> yeah people say that but in comparison to london years ago like you know yeah. my first experience i mentioned before like um to friends people like when somebody's speaking to me in a bus stop in aberdeen i was like what like because yeah. in london you, you all have that assumption like person's probably not too right in the head like yeah. you know, everyone's very much tunnel vision doing yeah, my yeah. thing you know so i feel like i do feel like aberdeen people approachable and yeah. like you know friendly and stuff yeah, yeah. Like. i think I, i've always found aberdeen a bit cold okay uh i find glasgow is on the surface feels a bit aggressive okay. but there's a warmth underneath yeah, it you know yeah, yeah. so once you get past that slight uncomfortable aggressiveness like you actually realize that people are really friendly yeah. and you know like the whole glasgow slogan of like people make glasgow yeah, you know it's really yeah. it, it resonates you know it's true uh but i think i think you know aberdeen's it's getting better you know and i think i think it is becoming a slightly more kind of cosmopolitan city to live in as well yeah, you know yeah i've definitely seen that over and the years since i've been here a lot of changes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but it still it still has problems you know mm. it still has its issues and yeah. stuff and there's always going to be people that are kind of out to cause fights or trouble or whatever you know yeah but then i think the older you get you kind of get quite you know that knowledge actually well i don't need to really go there because it's not yeah. the kind of place i would go anyway yeah you know? yeah yeah, yeah. And um, one thing I kind of want to also ask you is like, what are your kind of hopes for Aberdeen in terms of art and culture in the future? Uh, I guess just, I mean, really the big one would be to see more people feeling confident enough to engage with it, you know? Like, I think, I think we're maybe at a point where doing art stuff for people that are interested in art, there's enough stuff happening, mm -hmm. you know? There's enough things out there and there's enough festivals and there's enough kind of engagement points. So I'd kind of quite like to see us move towards engaging the people that aren't interested or the people that don't feel they can access it, you know, and maybe doing a bit of work around how we can help those people to get involved okay. and to and to get empowered from it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, that would definitely that's definitely something that's on my radar, and it it always kind of been there in the background, but I maybe hadn't done enough to 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 really do that. And the, the street art tours and like the painted doors stuff as well is, you know, it's really kind of bolstered me in that, in that, uh, 
in that goal to try and you know open things up and make things accessible to people like even if it's you know for example like taking school groups on the, the street yeah. art tours and yeah. stuff oh, nice uh, and looking at you know we're looking at workshops and stuff as well and yeah. how we can engage people and you know just show them the power of of creativity and making stuff yeah. and the power of putting it on the streets or putting it on their wall at home or whatever you know something i mentioned as well like on instagram just like um you know, if you if it's like someone who's a local creative, like you know, get in touch with the family centres, you know, out yeah. with the central kind of city centre, like the places in Maastricht, Torrey, you know, yeah. you know, Northfield. Get involved with that because for me, just like that's how I kind of my kind of creative journey started. Is actually people coming to my school yeah. and going on little trips and you know, going yeah. to different kind of galleries and stuff. I think yeah. to get. The younger generations, you yeah. know, to kind of keep this momentum going, yeah, you know, to definitely. kind of branch out. I think a bit. Yeah, you know? well, if you if you follow uh, uh, Genevieve, who runs Throw Up Gallery, like she's been doing kind of street art, graffiti uh, interventions and workshops and stuff for like years now. Uh, she's also does a lot of work with uh, a charity in Malawi as well, I believe. And she, so she's kind of connected with like street artists over there. Yeah. But she's worked heavily with like you know, uh, with youths in Aberdeen as well, and, and run projects for them and stuff. And her whole mandate is really about reaching out to these areas, and you know, and getting into the communities. You know, like obviously the city centre has so much stuff already. Yeah. You know, there's so many things to see, and the, you know, it's got all the shops and stuff and all the rest of it. So we're almost gonna probably hit a tipping point where the city centre has got enough. Yeah, and then so let's let's know. see how we can get into the communities and get out there and engage people like you say, you know, uh, and certainly the community centres is a huge part of that. Uh, we did a project called Temporary Studio a couple of years ago. Okay. It, uh, it's the Rotherston Community Centre, right. and they had like the little art shed yeah. out in the car park. So for I think it was six or eight weeks, uh, every Thursday to Sunday, I think we took it over. So we would like do pop up exhibitions right. and film screenings. Like I made a music video for Best Girl Athlete there. Yeah. Uh, we did like performance art, and we just did all these things. But because we were based in the community, it then meant anyone from that community could, could come in come the door. In. You know. Oh, nice. yeah. uh, I mean, I think I don't think we got that many in the end mm. uh, because we needed to do more more work as as far as how we promoted it and how we could like engage people yeah. in it. But it was like a kind of pilot project. Okay. Uh, done through the council but I, I think like after the six weeks you know there was obviously politics started to come out about the main community centre and how their users wanted to use it and how we were using it and stuff you know <laughs> and it kind of just I think the person that was leading it maybe left the council as well so All then right. you know that was it kind yeah, of done yeah, till yeah. that point but you know Amber and, and Kirsty that started the project were great because they were like well you know we'll do it on a bus Right. So they just sat in the back of a number two bus and went around Aberdeen five times and that was their temporary studio. You know? right. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that's a really interesting way and they had like, you know, people on the bus coming up to them like, what are you up to? You know, because they put up all these post-its on the window and stuff and like made it like an office. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, you know, so there's, there's definitely lots of work, I think, that, uh, that we could look at around that and how yeah. we engage like, you know, people out in the communities yeah. and stuff and how we can work with them. And, and, and as well, it's about... Uh, you know, trying to do something that's meaningful for them, you know, you don't want to just like jettison a bunch of artists into a, an area to do stuff and then come out with yeah. like no legacy or without any, you know, without any kind of meaningful interactions taking place, you know. So, you know, there's work work there to do. Yeah. Uh, 
it's kind of new to me in that area, but I'm quite up for for, for challenging it and see what we can do with it. You know, okay. see see how the power of of uh, you know public art can engage those people and yeah. what, what they can do with it themselves. You know. So you also mentioned before off mic again that you know you're in your studio space now as well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, what's the name? I don't even get the name. Uh, the it's Cocoon. Cocoon. Yeah. All right. So cool. Mary, Mary, uh, it's a shared space that me and Mary have taken on in Rosemount, mm. uh, and she came up with Cocoon. Uh, so the idea is it's like a kind of incubator space yeah. you know it's her studio space so she's like a professional painter yeah. as well so she's got one half that she's got all her painting stuff set up and then I have the other half where I have like all my spray paint and we have you know I've got all my video equipment and all this other stuff uh, but the idea is that we'll try and make it a space where people can come and do workshops or okay. show films nice. or basically do the kind of small scale community stuff mm -hmm that some of the other spaces aren't maybe doing or aren't able to facilitate. Uh, you know, certainly like traditionally if you want to do things in like a space like Peacocks, you know, like, oh, there's a 12 month waiting list, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. or like Belmont Cinema Bar used to do loads of exhibitions and they, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. they were saying it was like 18 months or something, you know, it's like, <laughs> Jesus, by the time that comes round, the project will have been done and dusted, you know? So, you know, we, we hope uh, once we're ready, we're still, we've still got a bit of work to do in sorting the space out, but once we're ready, we want to hopefully engage with the community nice. and, you know, open the space up to people that don't want to wait a year to yeah. do something, you yeah. know, maybe somebody just wants to show a film or whatever, uh, you know, and, and having that quick turnaround for stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like that's where I think we could be really effective yeah. and really helpful to the local community. Right. You know, and would and would aim to be open to everyone from people that want to put paintings on the wall to, you know, somebody that wants to do a podcast like yourself or maybe, mm. you know, guys just want to do like a little workshop or whatever, you know. Yeah. So we're just looking at getting our tables and chairs and okay. getting all our resources in place before yeah. we start to, you know, learn to walk before we can run kind of thing and okay. make sure that stuff's in place for yeah. us. So. One thing else I want to ask you as well, um, who are you kind of really interested in following in the northeast at the moment that you think thinking wow I've just kind of discovered this person and they're amazing uh, I mean like for well inspirational people yeah. I mean like Adi Adesina yeah. for me is like by far one of the best artists we have in, in Scotland mm -hmm. uh, if not the UK and Adi's, Adi's a really funny one for me because uh, I'd offered to do videos for him yeah. for the blog so I went to do these like, like, like short video series and I'd never actually met him before but oh, we had yeah. lots of mutual friends yeah. you know so he invited me to the studio and we started talking and you know kind of got a good vibe going and we were getting on really well and then we started talking about Scottish independence because right. it was around the time of the oh, referendum. Oh yeah, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were coming at it from different political points yeah. of view, you know. But I just, you know, I, I explained my kind of point of view to him and he explained his kind of perspective on stuff, you know. And, uh, and we ended up finding like this kind of shared middle ground with that stuff. You know, politics can be so divisive, yeah. especially around that issue, you know. <laughs> but we, 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 we struck up a really good uh, relationship. And it's totally, you know, it was just amazing to see his process and how hard he works and, and the kind of themes in his work and stuff, you know, dealing with like the environment and the, the human impact on our planet, you know. And I think it's something that we've maybe not seen so much in Aberdeen is people that are actually really like engaged with the big issues, mm -hmm. you know, or any issues, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so it was really interesting to see like an artist in Aberdeen, you know, kind of operating under my radar, mm -hmm. uh, doing stuff. And this is another thing I'll come to actually, yeah. but, but I'll finish with Adi, you know. Uh, 
like operating under my radar yeah. and just producing like the most incredible work, you know. Uh, and you know, thankfully now, like Addy's at a point where he's like you know uh, RSA member, so the Royal yeah. Scottish Academy and stuff, you yeah. know. So he's recognised within you know the kind of the, those circles now, which is really good. And he's had solo shows in London, and did like his residency at Eton College and stuff, you know. So he's really really pushing his stuff. Mm. But you know, he's in the studio like twenty hours a day, like yeah. you know. And when he's not in the studio, he's hanging out with his daughter and yeah. his wife, you know. So he's he's an incredibly hard working dude. Mm. Uh, puts me to shame actually. <laughs> he really does his work ethic, right. you know. But just yeah, I find his work just so mesmerising and, and incredible. Uh, the person that introduced us as well, Caitlin Hines. Yeah, yeah. I've always totally, totally been into her kind of uh, her aesthetics and her style as well, you know. Uh, and she's she's really pushed a lot of her stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so like I was saying about people and uh, flying under my radar, yeah. you know, and. This is a big thing as well, uh, with the stuff I do and the, stu- and the ideas of the blog is that I don't know everyone that's doing stuff in Aberdeen, yeah. right? And I'm really well connected, oh, like yeah. I know loads of people <laughs> yeah. and I know loads of artists and I know lots of people within the organisations. So somebody like Mary, my girlfriend, yeah. you know, like uh, kind of met her through like one of the online dating sites. Oh, yeah. And she'd been like doing stuff in Aberdeen for like 10 years. I'd actually probably been to like shows at the same time as her. And, you know, had seen projects that she'd worked yeah. on, like a dolphin project and stuff, you know. And it just well, shows she, you so that... So she started, she being, she's one of the main people that kind of got that off the ground then, the dolphin. Uh, so she, she was the, I think she was the artist coordinator for it. Oh, okay. Oh. So, yeah, so she was the person for that. And it was funny because when we first started dating... Yeah. I kind of said to her, I was like, I really didn't like the dolphins when I first saw them. I thought it was like a bit tacky and a bit cheesy. And I had a moment where there was a dolphin at my work yeah. and two massive burly bikers rode in on their motorbikes, right. got off, ran over, snapped a foot with the dolphin and then got back on their bikes <laughs> and went off. And it was that moment yeah. that really resonated with me. And I was like, man, like, this is cool because yeah. even though it's maybe not necessarily for me, mm this project is doing loads to open up yeah. arts and culture to the mm-hmm. wider demographics yeah. and to the wider audience. And it's something I'm trying to maintain, you know, even things like uh, well, like some of the other festivals in Aberdeen and some of the other art offerings, like not everything has to appeal to me, mm-hmm. you know, to be, to be worthwhile, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, but also, yeah, just that idea that there's like somebody like Mary who's been like, you know, painting and doing projects and doing stuff in Aberdeen for 10 years and it took like an online dating app for me to actually meet her. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's like my soulmate. Yeah. Like she's like, you know, my total like partner in crime for yeah. everything now. And it's like, it's so weird that we just never met before. And we had loads of mutual friends okay. as well. This is the other weird thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's why like, again, with like the blog and stuff about people promoting themselves and reaching out and putting themselves out there, you know, like if I can miss somebody that's doing amazing stuff in Aberdeen. What else is going on? You know, yeah, like, how yeah. much other things is there happening yeah. in isolation out there, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So... No, yeah. like, before we wrap up, um, this, like, what else is kind of in the pipeline for you b- besides new art this year? Uh, so yeah, it's so obviously new art's happening next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, the festival I think is from the twelfth to the fifteenth of April, so it's the Thursday to the Sunday. But the artists will be here for the week before, mm-hmm. producing their artworks and putting their stuff up. So that's going to be really exciting to see, you know, people up in Cherry Pickers, like painting big stuff yeah. and there'll be people making small scale work as well. Uh, so that's going to be really, really exciting and to see kind of all the stuff that comes from that. Uh, Look Again Festival is happening in June as well. 
so I've been involved with them quite a few times, like helping to kind of capture the festival and stuff. And they do like some really good work as well uh, in putting work onto the streets and in trying to engage people. Uh, Mary's currently sorting out a lot of the painted doors stuff. So this will be year three for painted doors. Okay, nice so uh, there's a couple of a couple of new artists. Uh, that, well, it's it's new artists every time generally. Uh, a few of the artists have done two doors, I think, where the where the opportunities have arisen. But I think it's going to be all new artists for this year. Uh, so really looking forward to seeing what they do and getting oh, more cool. involved with that project. And then just trying to push my own stuff. Oh, you know, like yeah. this is this is the problem I've had. Like I've through focusing so much on other people's art and trying to promote friends and and artists in Aberdeen, I've really kind of ignored my own stuff. I think it's left to the uh, sidelines a bit. And it was it was actually the temporary studio project that kind of got me back into doing stuff again, and that was well that stopped three years ago. Right. But I bought a flat in the meantime, okay. so another goal will be to finish renovating my flat. Which right. Very very close. Every time people ask me about it, I yeah. cringe because it's coming up for three years, but it'll be done soon. Yeah. And yeah, just pushing my own stuff. You cool. know, if you've uh, if you've seen any mirrors about Aberdeen with like geometric shapes on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's like one of the one of the projects I've been working on. Cool. And just yeah, just continuing to do this stuff, just continuing to engage with people and like get them get the word out and then get the message out and try and meet people and help people as well, you know? Yeah, like that's a big thing for me in the blog has always yeah. been about supporting, you know, local artists and creatives and, you know, whether it's like doing an interview or a video or taking photos or a studio visit or whatever, you know? Uh, I'd really just like to keep doing that stuff and keep pushing it and keep keep meeting new people as well, right, you cool, know? Nice. I think I'm at a point now where I don't actually know anyone that's at, at Grey's. Oh, yeah. So I maybe need to go and speak to some of the new yeah, students. And, and yeah, and go and cool. say hi, you know, yeah. and just try and kind of keep the communication lines open, you know. Nice, yeah. So I guess like, most of what I know for sure, most of our listeners will know where to follow you, but for those who just kind of just hear for you for the first time, where can they follow you on like, social media and stuff? Uh, yeah, so I think Facebook is at Mood of Collapse. Uh, Instagram is MOC83, and I think... Twitter is mood of collapse or maybe mood underscore of underscore collapse as well. Yeah. The blog is mood of collapse uh, dot blogspot dot com. So you can see all the main content and stuff on there, but I do disseminate it through the social media sites. Yeah. And uh, mood of collapse or, or my old kind of stencil name was mock M O C okay. which is mood of collapse, yeah. which comes from a Douglas Coupland novel right. as opposed to mock, which the police thought I was mocking them. <laughs> So uh, I managed to avoid that question. What does what does MOC stand for? Is it just mock? And I was like, yes, yeah, mock. <laughs> Screw you, coppers. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet they'll be pleased with that one. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. No, John, man. Thanks, man. Thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, like, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. I think personally, I'd say this has been a bit of a bucket list one for me to actually get one. <laughs> actually, having a great great chat with you. And also probably bombard you with random text messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late night. I like it. Late night kind of booty call messages. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, John, man. Thank you for coming on Creating Me Podcast. And yeah, so I think this will be episode... I think it'll be episode 11. Yeah, this will be episode 11. Amazing, man. Yeah, so... Well, well done to you, man. Oh, cheers, man. It takes a lot of energy to get these things going, yeah, you know, yeah. and to see where you were like yeah. last year to where you're at now is, oh, like, you know, you're really up the game. Oh, cheers, uh, man. I appreciate you it. You know, and I totally look forward to seeing all the stuff that you do going oh, forward as well. Cheers, man. man. Same, same to you as well. But no, thanks for coming on again. Cool. So that was episode eleven of the Creating Me podcast, and I'll catch you guys on the other side. Take care for now.